Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Scott. Welcome to Hardy Party 5 once again. Welcome. You know, I feel like we might be starting a British chat show here. <laughs> because if we think about it, we talk, we talk to Lisa Davina Phillip mm-hmm. from Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. We talked to Don Hollyoak mm-hmm. from the Great British Bake Off. Yep. And now today, we have another Br- British star. On. I know. Gareth Cattrall. I know. And he is... And this is what I love about what we do. We learn about things that we had no idea about. You probably had an idea about it. I had a little bit idea, but the way he described it with us, I understand more fully of what he does. Yeah. And it's so fascinating what he does. You don't even think that would be a job. I know. Tell us what he does. Well, he's a unit photographer for movies. A unit still photographer for movies. Mm -hmm. And he can explain it better than me. Mm -hmm. But he's basically on set and he's he's catching moments within the movies that like the production companies can use the ad agencies and all that uh to advertise the movie that's so crazy yeah in addition to that he is a live wire he is it was like a party (laughs) it was it was awesome so fun i laughed so much you were gonna laugh and learn so much let's get to it gareth gatchel We're so excited to talk to you. We're like super creative people. Oh, cool. He's a graphics person. Like nice. he's been kind of geeking out over your website. Yeah, oh, there's some great nice. stuff on there. Oh, cheers, man. I'm, I've got lots of stuff I can't share. And that's the most frustrating part about the job we do sometimes. <laughs> Always the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. will definitely share what's there because it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. So oh, cool. thank so, you. So, so you're a web designer. Was it graphics? Forgive me. Uh, graphics. I do mainly, I do pretty much everything not much web okay. stuff but mainly corporate events mm-hmm. okay cool now I can see so you. i'll go and oh, help the ceos get their presentations ready and present them and all that good stuff oh, the, the big boy stuff yeah, yeah. sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> sit in a ballroom for hours and listen to them talk and- i'm a hairdresser so i just deal with oh, people cool. all day <laughs> oh that's great though I, do you know what? I wish i i keep telling my son i've got a living year old son um Dad, what shall I do when I get older? Because he's starting to think like that. And I said, well, if I was you, go and do a barber course. And he yeah. looked at me really strangely. And I remember as I traveled around the world for many years, the best thing you can do is barbering. Because wherever you go, someone needs a haircut, right? Someone needs exactly. a haircut. <laughs> someone needs a haircut. I tell people that all the time. And also, like, when everything is in a recession, when people are trying to find jobs, yeah. what do they need to get? They need to get a haircut before they can go That's to a true. job interview. So, yeah. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do that yourself with a oh, zero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept it. I've kept pretending on here for a while, but it started growing from like kind of there back. At that <laughs> yeah. point, it's kind of just decided to get rid of it. No, it looks good with yeah. facial hair. Like you got to have the facial no. hair. Yeah, I haven't got the angle quite right yet, but you know, I try to. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you could Photoshop something in there. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so tell us, what does a unit stills photographer do? Like literally this is so new to me this is his world this is new to me so what is what what is a what do you do well it's really interesting because up to about a few years ago not many people knew what that was even i didn't and i've been in the industry only for about sort of eight years now but as a unit photographer you're covering everything from behind the scenes um, which is great for showing execs exactly where the money's gone but also inspiring up and coming new talent or camera operators or creators or directors how to use that budget Um, but we also obviously do what's the main role is representing what's going on in front of the camera, the main camera. So, and that's what's called unit photography. So obviously we're, we're shoot as the actors are doing their bits and pieces on set. We're in amongst it all capturing those moments or trying to capture one moment really that tells the whole scene. And those pictures are then used to publicize and promote uh, the film or TV series globally. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be the one that asks the silly questions. So does that mean you have to say, everybody freeze, I'm taking a picture. picture." (laughs) You know what? That would be something I think we all could wish we could do. 
Uh, but obviously, you know, if you if you try stopping a machine like that, so often yeah. it gets very expensive. Mm. So the, the real key skill, I think, uh, for a unit photographer, and there are many, is about building relationships with people and also kind of being stealth-like because you've got um, some talent really are open to um, you taking shots during the take because that's where the energy is in that moment and other actors aren't so keen. So yeah. then you have to find a way to negotiate amongst all all, all these different scenes being shot for the day. How do you get in without causing the most disruption, uh, disruption, but also get the best pictures possible? I would be so terrible at this job. I'm way too bossy. And also, you'd stand, really... you'd stand in the middle of the scene. <laughs> that thing's subtle about me. This would not be for Everyone, me. stop. My turn. <laughs> I mean, all eyes on me. I need everybody looking at me right now. <laughs> oh, within, the shot, within the shot, you have, you have to know where the camera's going to be and what they're shooting and all that, right? So you're not in it. Yeah, exactly. And that can change. So I've just finished on Loki season two and we've got a, we had an amazing main camera operator called Andrew, Andrew Fletcher. And he did season one and that I love the guy, but take to take it just it, the, where the camera would finally end really decided or was chosen by how the actors would, would react to his steady cam. So he's on a sort of a camera rig sort of harness unit with, yeah. uh, which then allows him more movement. So you, you, you see a, sort of a run through what's going to happen and you think you're safe <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly it's like Ooh, hey <laughs> you're like i'm not supposed it. to be here see that's my kind uh, of joke <laughs> uh, i've got quite a big forehead and it reflects light really easily so i try my best to cover as much as this but, uh, oh, yeah goodness. you need a little cap <laughs> to wear yeah such a cool job though i, I mean know, yeah so you would love this i would love that i gotta learn how to take better pictures and everything. yeah and you're way more subtle than me so. yeah apparently the more you take the better you get well, yeah good point yeah <laughs> well, and i'm used to being behind the scenes you're not used to being behind the scenes mm -mm. you're right no, there at the but chair. he is the most annoying person to vacation with because the picture is going to come up the pictures <laughs> the kids are like where's dad taking another picture i mean he's just i just he's, wander off he's really good at it and then he spends the rest of the night editing them when there's you know and he just it's crazy how much it time it takes yeah just to do our vacation picture so i can't imagine what you're involved in there well you struck on that actually it's really interesting i think the the, the dislike or hate is that right word too strong maybe of, of any photographer's work is actually you don't just take the shots on set you then have to go and edit them and yeah. you could be providing anything from just 50 shots a day but normally maybe four or five hundred yeah you know yeah. And, you, and you will go back after 11 12 in the us especially maybe a 16 hour day and you're blah, 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 blah. you know the editing wow. i used to love to edit now it's just yeah. like a it's like a, a sort of sharp jab to the eye you know what i mean it's something <laughs> i don't really enjoy and it's something you just don't pay any attention to because when you start to get into photography you've got time to do photoshop you've got time to do these little blend modes now it's blah, 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 blah. so yeah. you have to all these you know you're trying to work out a, a sensible workflow to get as much covered as possible right. so you've actually got some time with friends and family you know at the, at the weekend rather than consume everything <laughs> that's true he'll bring me a photo and it's, it looks to me like the same picture, like three of the same picture. And he's like, <laughs> which one do you like, which the, one best? Do you like the best? And I'm like, like oh, they no. all look the same. I don't yeah. know what I'm looking at, you know, and he just has such an eye for things like that, that I just can't That's comprehend. Good. Well, and it's <laughs> taking the selfies on vacation where it takes me forever to get the shot of oh, one of y'all. such a pain. <laughs> so the moment's gone, right? Yeah, <laughs> There's nobody smiling yes, anymore. It's a totally it. fake photo. Yeah. The whole joy of it was there, then it's just gone. Yeah. My favorite part is when someone like not our family says, Hey, can you guys take a picture of us? So everybody can I get in their photo. And I always say, Scott, you should do that. And then we just walk away because we know he's going to be like 10 minutes. And the families, <laughs> the family's literally just sitting there with the glassy eyes. They like, don't care anymore. are we still taking a photo? Yeah. They, they don't care about his perfection. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. a difficult one. Especially, you know, especially unit photography is that sometimes you can be forgotten about. You have to have that kind of personality that, um, is non-intrusive, non-obtrusive, but also when you need to get that shot, you know, because mm. we get we get paid very well for what we do. The higher you climb the ladder, so the pressure's obviously on, and you're there. You're proving with your portfolio that you can be in that pressure pot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. when you have to stop people, you might only have ten seconds. I'm not even joking, ten seconds. And in in that ten second moment, you're thinking of three variations because you're hoping that one of them is going to look fantastic. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. when you're on set, are, are there a number of photos you have to have? What's your goal for the for the production company Ooh. that you have to do? Or is it just but different we, on every? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same on every kind of set. You want to represent the show or film as best you can. You know, you want to show not just the characters in front of the camera, but also how are they behind? Because people are really interested in that kind of celebrity uh, sort of actor world. You know, are these people really who they are or portray on screen? So it's, it's you know, you're covering everything. I mean, I think BTS now is, sorry, behind the scenes, is yeah. just as powerful as some of the unit and poster work that you see, you know, because people want to understand how to how to utilize equipment. What, what, so if you've got a really emotional scene, there are some of these amazing behind the scenes shots where you're talking, there's tears one moment and the next minute they're laughing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really interesting because for young actors coming forward, they get to see actually, okay, they're very method, but they've yeah. got this ability to switch between the two. When the camera's yeah. on, there's something, when it's off, they, can, they break away from that, recharge themselves. That's right. Yeah. And like for a person like me who doesn't really know what I'm looking at, I the most interesting photos to me are when like the villain and the heroine are like laughing together and it's a behind the scenes shot. And I'm like, what, they're friends? I mean, like <laughs> we don't we just don't see that, you know, and so that's like the most interesting thing to me. Oh, definitely sure. very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned when you were you were just talking about different hours. You talked about in Europe, you would be less working less hours maybe than in the United States. So is there a difference in the work habits there's actually, there? There's actually, there seems to be quite a huge difference. And plus we're British. We love our <laughs> home time. <laughs> you know, um, you know we, we go home after what's called a continuous day. So um, especially as a photographer, there's only generally one photographer on set unless it's an action movie and you'll have another photographer on the second unit. So I generally shoot main unit. Um, so for you on, on a continuous day for here in the UK, it would be sort of 11 hours, maybe overtime with 12 a day. That doesn't, of course, include your travel backwards and forwards to the set, which could be another three hours to your day. But you guys are insane over there. I mean, I think <laughs> you probably would do anything like 14 to 16 hour days at some point. Yeah. Whereas here in the UK, we're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first um, you need yeah. to work on your speed and then we need to move to England. Yes. <laughs> so we can work. <laughs> Well, and you, you've always heard that like after 10 hours, people are kind of done working. Like you don't mm -hmm. do your best work after 10 hours usually. So well, it's like, like you just like having a young child, you know that they've got about as much attention span as that. You know, you're better off. I must admit, this is something I think a few of us agree upon in, in the film industry. You are better sometimes to extend the the shooting period of weeks or months rather than trying to contain it because mm -hmm. a lot of the time at the end of the day you're firefighting to get what you want and that's not your best work yeah. and I think it's, it makes more sense to make the day more kind of European in respect that let's work the eight or like eight or ten hours like a normal job yeah and then we'll come back another day with more energy you know it's really right, yeah. yeah keep the upbeat yeah. energy vibing you know uh -huh. yeah. do you find just interestingly do you find like with your shots have you noticed that you've gotten the best shots early in in the day or later in the day if they just fall into a category or kind it's of just you, always different yeah it's just always different i think sometimes um sometimes especially this is the difference between television and film as in tv series we tend to shoot a hell of a lot more on a tv series in a day than you do generally in a film because this is generalizing so if you're doing a movie and there's one particular scene all day it's a little bit emotional as a photographer if you're really good smart clever and you understand what the shot is you want to represent the entire day you can probably get the shot at the beginning of the day but the only problem with that is there's other times where um let's say you don't have a talent that that is comfortable in a particular scene having you on set you might not press the button for nine or ten hours Oof. you know what i mean and it's uh, you're literally in the last 20 minutes of the day and you've taken no shots oh my and gosh that pressure onto, you know, you, you kind of almost being freelance, you know, you know how it is. You're as good as your last day, last hour. You know, it sounds very dramatic on British yeah. like to do that. But no, it is, it's true. You, you, you know, that's I think that's the the experience that comes in after some time. So I used to be so busy shooting the hell out of everything really quickly on set. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just if I don't feel it's going my way, it's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know and then, and then at the end and then you do that and if you keep calm but you keep on knocking on the first ad's door who's who's the person in charge of how the day runs hey you know i'm still here buddy but i'm, I'm cool it's not a problem but i just just to remind you you know i'm yeah. like that bad smell that doesn't come doesn't ever go away you know what i mean it's that bad thing <laughs> that totally sounds like my job because we'll sit for eight or nine hours waiting on people to show up and then suddenly when it's just about time to go everybody shows up so then you've got to You've got to kick it in gear after you've kind of yeah. like it's turned hard, everything man. off in your brain. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's like someone feeding you um all morning and you're sat there, sat there chilled and relaxed. And then suddenly your brain goes into, I don't even know where I am anymore. And then right. it's like 
They're here. Okay. <laughs> I'm professional. I can do this. Yeah. Well, I think right. photography is some of the biggest actors, to be honest. You know, we have to put a performance on. You know, you've got to really inspire people when it's been a really hard or emotional day or you're oh shooting goodness. on a night shoot and it's cold and wet and you're giving you a moment. You've got to shine really quickly in it. And um, But that's the joy of it. I love the challenge of it. Yeah, that's so true. Have you had those moments where you tell them, oh, I got the shot, but you don't really know if you did? <laughs> just, the reason why I laugh is probably most of the time, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, one, of those, it's one of those things, you know, if, if you if you need, the, the publicist may have asked for a particular image or what we call a pull aside or a reset or um, you, to gain as much access as possible, you have to be as good as you were. And what I mean by that is I work really quickly. I don't think I'm an artist. I think I'm a good photographer. I think I'm really good with people, which I think yeah. is the key skill is getting the access and if I say I'm going to be 20 seconds, even if one of the, we're talking earlier about having three or four ideas of what I'm going to shoot in this one small 20 second moment. If I'm there and two of them aren't working, I don't keep holding on to that time. I'm in my head, I'm counting. Mm -hmm. So you always, you just bang, 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 bang. You know, you're always trying to think to yourself, okay, that's not working, but move on. And then there's a moment where you think it's all about to go, but you keep being <laughs> persistent. And then something just happens, that magic, and you walk away in that smile, you know? Yeah. And you walk away and you think you've got it, and you suddenly go, man, was that shutter speed right? <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, I've gone for the artistic approach. It's a bit blurry. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of you know I mean? an action shot. That was intentional. Oh, yeah. always. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. so great. So oh, what, did, what did you do before photography? What kind of other gigs did you have? Oh, it was so I was very late to the game. I was a late bloomer. So I never knew what I wanted to be when I left school. And um I went to college when it was all free and university didn't cost anything. And I just I was always very good at call it you call it soccer, we call it football. Yeah. Uh, played at a very good level and was at university, university first team. And you know, I only stayed at university so long because I loved the game. And mm -hmm. luckily there was photography when I was at college. So I found photography at A-level standard. Um but once I finished uni, well, I didn't even finish, I kind of quit halfway through. I ended up going to the Canary Islands, the Balearics, teaching sort of scuba diving, working as a presenter in a, in a bar, you know, doing karaoke, joined the <laughs> Navy. Honestly, joined the Navy, became a, uh, a um, God, what else did I do? I then became a charter surveyor for a company who needed someone they could sculpt. And I had to do this cold calling. I never quite understood what the point of that was for two years, but now I sit where I sit. And it still isn't the end of my journey. Who knows if I'm going to be where I am in another five years, you know? But right. it's funny how all those things fall together, those jobs. And you yeah. think, what well, doesn't make sense? You know, that frustration of, you know, whether you believe in the big cheese being God or destiny or universal energy. And what's the purpose of it all? And then suddenly all these little jobs come together. Scuba diving instructor, you'll take a group of four, group of 10 people, 30, 40 meters into the water, massive amount of pressure, because you've got to make sure the same people that go in come out. Yeah, you want the but same number of people to come back exactly but they yeah. also have a great time of it you know the expectations so you understand that pressure you know the charter surveying stuff you know dealing with solicitors my oh god what's that to do with there's there's the book my first day was there's the book there's the phone off you go it's like, yeah but, you know, wow you, you learn your way around it and the that sort of stuff now has been really great to make contacts you know, getting your first opportunities, be not being afraid to cold call someone or communicate, which yeah. I think is really important in today's world rather than the email thing. Um, and then the sort of side of the charts of A a bit was all about the contracts, the legality of, because you're not just pressing the button, you're not just editing, you're not just making contacts. You then get your next Paramount or Marvel contract and you have to read for a 20-pay contract. And it's like, Ooh. if you don't understand some of it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And I think one cool thing about all your past jobs is talking about like the people person that you are now, like all of that helped develop that in you, the, Absolutely. even the, the people person that you are. Yeah. And oh, no, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I'll cut you off. I'm a rabbit. You know, I want to keep on watching. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was just going to say similar in my job. I tell new hairstylists, I say, you know, your clients come to you because they like you 85% of the time. And if they get along with you and you have such a good personality like you have, then they can come to you and say, hey, this isn't working. Let's try this. This isn't working. That's not, uh, that's what, you know, and so there's just a relationship there because you're a people person. Absolutely. And I think um, what's interesting, what you just said, obviously, being the hairdresser that you are, is that you have to make people feel confident, uh, confident and comfortable to tell you the truth. That's right. And when they have that relationship with you, like you, you might try something that's not worked. 
for them to be able to share that with you is really quite a special relationship, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, that's, right. that's really important on a film set. If you know, if the actor's not feeling the moment and I've only got 20 seconds left, yeah. they need to be able to say, gee, it's not me. That's and, right. You know, I can't say that personally. I used to because I <laughs> yeah. thought, you know, we all do the artist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I know, I know it all. No, no, you've got to, you've got to be mindful to the fact that you know what. If I feel I've got something I want to try, I'm going to do all the safety options first because that's what my job requires. And then at the last five seconds, if I have a moment, that's where I get a little bit artistic. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a good idea of what you do for people out there that are not sure what that is. <laughs> so tell us how you got into it. Tell us about Anthony Jankowski and how he influenced you. Oh, except for, um, oh, I, was an abs- I was like Marmite as a teenager, and maybe I still am. You know, I'm very much in people's faces, not in not an aggressive way, but it's a case of, da-da, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, on set, it's very difficult to be quiet for 11 hours, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, um, always yeah. was the class clown at uh, college, and I just found photography was quite a natural thing for me to do, but the whole written words, you know, all, all the stuff you have to do, the essays, really wasn't my bag but I was very lucky that the lecturer I had at Portsmouth College in England Portsmouth was just this kind of Welsh chilled out I was probably at that age 19 and he was happy to have fun because he knew when I picked the camera up that's when I was kind of serious as such and um, if it really wasn't for him persisting you know and taking the moment of calm in his mind before going Gatrell get out (laughs) you know he was really cool calm he inspired me he made me think about things differently. But I think more than anything, I think Anthony, we still meet up regularly now for coffees oh, wow. and stuff. Um, I think he just reminded me the importance of we all learn differently and it's about people skills. It mm. really is. I think I learned from him from literally that point that, you know, you don't have to be the greatest, but to move forward, you need to be good and not good at just being good at your craft, but also good with people. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, being able to operate on multi, multi, multiple levels rather than just one way, which some people, like maybe the artists of photography, will only be one way. Mm. Um, but yeah, from from there, Anthony was kind of he was the person that kind of. Cause I, my father died when I was very young, when I was about six, um, and all that kind of jazz. So I never had that kind of figure, and not that Anthony was, but he really understood me as a person and he got me to do the best I could in that particular class. And I was with him three years, wow. you know, GCSEs is one year and A-levels is two. And then um, from there, I went to university, I had no idea what else I wanted to do. Um, and that's where I went traveling around the world, etc. But it's always been Anthony, you know, whenever I tell a story about things, um, it's always him that leads the charge because mm-hmm. I think you always need that person not to be your shoulder, but to actually know how you best operate. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I get this guy's a pain in the backside, man? But you're not know saying about him or her. How do I get how do I get that person to focus? Yeah. And I was always doing things a little bit more kind of quirky out there. And I think he I think he liked that. And that's why I went I went back to the college about six years ago when things started to go really well. Because you know, it's a long journey photography. Anything creative is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and just as people are about to get somewhere, they 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 give up. Um, are just persistent. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to Portsmouth College where he was. I approached him and said, look, I'd love to come back and just share a little bit of what I've got. You know, I'm not I'm not a, a, a gadget genius or a, a ratio kind of photographer. It's all about people. And I went back, I think, about four years on the on the trot until COVID hit. And then um, went back into these little sort of um, day day workshops with some of the A-level students. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's been quite a big part. And we catch up regularly now for coffees and stuff like wow. that. And, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have that, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. just something you mentioned there, like as a freelance creative too, and I think in any job, I don't think we realize how important it is to be kind and be able to be worked with. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. I have clients that now, gosh, some of them, it's my 18th year working with them on different wow. projects. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's not that I'm the greatest, just like you said, it's like they're comfortable with me. They know, and a big deal with my job, just like yours, is you don't get stressed out. Mm-hmm. You you stay calm. Nobody's gonna die. We're gonna get we're gonna get this done, you know. Yeah. And I see I've seen over the years of doing what I do of people just getting upset and grumpy. I see a lot of graphics guys that are just they take everything so personally, mm-hmm. and I think it's important that we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's probably the, the the biggest success story to any freelancer in any role, isn't it? Is learning very quickly 
that if there's someone that is an amazing talent, um, don't be envious of it, appreciate it, and just give it lots of love and kindness. And that sounds a bit cheesy, cliche, and God like, I don't mean all that, but um, I learned very quickly once I got past that, going, why is mine not as good as this? I need yeah. to be here. And that encourages you to sort of develop. But I think I learned it's very important to give that love. And as soon as you give that love to another photographer, another creative, you're doing it for the right reason, not the attention-seeking reason. Mm -hmm. Do you know what, man? It just opens your world. Suddenly, everything yeah. comes off your shoulders. Work starts to flow a little bit more easily because you're not being so bitter or twisted or negative or envious. You know, it's all about just bouncing backwards and forwards and being pliable. And exactly yeah. what you said, you know, you say, we both said it, we don't have to be great. The truth is we probably both are great, but we're just <laughs> both our worst critics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's what that's what gets us going. Mm. But also learning not to be right all the time or not getting your way is really important. Mm -hmm. People want to come back and work with you because, you know what, you've got some ideas, but you're not doing this, you know, not throttling them with it. I think that's really, really important. But if you do believe something's important, you think it's worth the opportunity, do what they want, then move into what you feel is necessary. Yeah. Always try to sell it that way. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah, definitely. That's so great. Yeah. So we recently talked to Lisa Davina Phillip, which is kind of how we found you. She is, <laughs> is she not amazing? <laughs> getting emotional, getting tingles, that jingle, jingle feeling, baby. Um, honestly, <laughs> Lisa is just, wow. You She's, saw it yourself. What oh, you saw yeah. What you saw there in that interview, and hence why I watched it, because um, she is just powerful, beautiful, electric of yeah. the heart. And her and Forrest Whitaker, I'm going tingly now. Her and Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> wow, man, just, you know, that was Netflix movie 2018, I think we filmed that. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my first, what I'd say, bigger kind of film where doors started to really open. Yeah. Because we had um, Remy Adesvarison as a DP, fantastic we had ashley who does all the Kylie Minogue's choreography on there mm. where these beautiful vocals where some wonderful characters and it's just one of those i'm jumping well ahead of myself i'll get really excited about it <laughs> but it's one of those film sets that i was so fortunate to land on mm. and everybody whoever i meet so people who work on andor the star wars series yeah. people who worked in all sorts of you know born supremacy james bond every time you come together and you bump to a fellow crew member First thing you do is it sounds again cheesy to look at each other and go, man, jingle. Have you have you worked on anything else like it? No. No. no David e, David David E. Talbot, the director. You're not gonna be able to shut me up now. Sorry. Yeah. Um <laughs> just when when you have a director that walks on set and he knows every person's name, mm. and I don't even just mean those on set, I'm talking about security, I'm talking about the daily runners, wow. I'm talking about the PA in the office that Joe blogs, the person who sit next to them doesn't even probably know their name. You felt, I'm oh, doing it, I'm going, I'm going on tingly. Um, <laughs> it, he's just that guy that, um, wow, man, if he offered me, a, if there's another opportunity to go tomorrow, and I would just jump at that opportunity. Wow. Well, and when the leader's like that, I think that's a lot of where that set came from, is he was the leader, and he was that kind and open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that just helps everybody be mm -hmm. creative, you know. Oh, man, just him and Linda, his, his wife, who's also the producer, is just such, you know, to work husband and wife. I mean, you two are doing really well. No one's killing each other at the moment. It's fantastic, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, but to be under that amount of pressure they were under to perform, because it was a live action and quite a big budget one uh, for Netflix, um, was just phenomenal. But Lisa was, wow. yeah, man, so many good giggly moments, you know. <laughs> she just is so a, many. She is I mean, a this, show stealer. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm going on. You direct the questions, I'll be. <laughs> so any like specific moments with you and her that you can recall oh my god so there's one particular moment where i asked um then we had phil lawrence who was one of the musical writers bruno mars's writing partner and he was on set doing a bit of vocal but also um, doing some dancing the man can dance damn and uh, there's a moment where uh, lisa jumps onto the couch and sort of has her arm up and yeah you've got the guys popping from behind yeah that for me was great that that was a great moment but also there's a part where she hits the horn in the truck get out of the way do you know what I mean that moment <laughs> yeah honestly it's, it's you know we're recording obviously live sound and the, when you hear the whole class just erupt you yeah. know and a whole crew go up and you know you've <laughs> got to redo the take because it's just it's you can't get rid of that you can't but just yeah. just magical moments and uh Madeline was fantastic Justin Cromwell was great just so many 
but for me, ah, oh, just so many memories. Yeah, my memory. Sorry, so, I'm so sorry for bumping everywhere. Forgive me. No, now. that's great. It's one of our favorites too. We yeah. watch it probably two or three times every Christmas now. <laughs> With Forrest, like Forrest is a method actor. So did that mm. having not? I assume you hadn't worked with him before that. Did that concern you going in? Because I sense the method actor is like, I don't want anybody. You've heard stories of Christian Bale, like griping at people on set that aren't supposed to be there, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So did you go in a little apprehensive? And how did that work with Forrest? Do you know, you hit the nail on the head. A method actor, um, generically, is the fear of any photographer <laughs> or EPK guy, you know, because, you know, to get to get the magic in unit stills, right, you can be one or two photographers where you've got a big long lens, you'll sit at the back and set, blah, 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 blah. That's just not me. That's not me. I want to be, what makes me enjoy what I do is the challenge of getting that shot where I shouldn't be, but that's where the energy is. Mm. But how do you do that? You've got to be right next to or beneath or to the side of the main camera. And the thing with that is once you're locked in, you know, I'll make it sound very dramatic, like almost yeah. military. Once you're locked in, <laughs> yeah. even, breathe, even breathing, you know what I mean? You just don't breathe. You're there and you're bang, 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 bang. And he's the eye lines there. But Forrest, what I noticed very quickly with Forrest is, is that um, he's a very gentle spirit. So I'm very loud, <laughs> but I'm very good at reading generally the room or people. So obviously the first time I approached, I just remember walking up to him and keeping it very simple. Hey, Forrest, my name's Gareth. I'm your photographer for the next 20 weeks, 12 weeks. Pleasure to meet you. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks, Gareth. Nice to meet you too. Walk <laughs> away. So um, I never asked. I never asked if I could be in a position. I think sometimes when you do that, you you you, you make yourself a target. Mm, yeah. I'd rather ask for forgiveness than the other option. Right. Um, but he was great because I think... There's a weird energy. Do you know, sometimes people say, if you close your eyes, you can see this aura around people, you know, um, or trees and whatever stuff. It's, it's very similar for me on set. It sounds very Obi-Wan Kenobi, this, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain place you can be with a camera and, and I'll push and then I'll push. And there's a moment where I feel that you're, on the, you're, you're teetering on the edge, you know, and that's where I'll lock in. And because once I lock in, I've got the shot, you're shooting, you're going, I've got the shot. Even you're aware of your finger moving. Because, you know, I've been balled out a few times on set and, and I won't mention names because it's just one of the parts of the job. You know, someone gets distracted. It could be, he could not even be the photographer, but you're the easy target, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, but Forrest was respectful. He was kind. He was so generous. I just always had to talk to him in a very sort of soft, chill yeah. tone. Don't be, you know, I'm normally this fast as you notice. So it's very slow <laughs> and gentle. Sounds like but, you have um, to do a little bit of gymnastics to get in these locations that you get in. Or do you do yoga? I mean, you practice breathing. Uh, what do you got going well, on? Well, darling, <laughs> I like to keep myself rather trim. Um, <laughs> look, for me to be, it's, it's difficult to keep fit when you're on set because you're, you know, you're doing some strange hours and the routine's out, but and I think it's catering. That's not the greatest too, probably. Oh man, you Americans, man. When, when we, when we're on your productions, Jesus, I like, <laughs> these food trucks appear in England. It's breakfast, lunch, and tea. You know, you guys, it's breakfast, mid lunch, <laughs> you know, lunch, yeah. mid afternoon tea. It's like, bah, 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 bah. so, yes. you know, yeah. you have to really, my, my colleagues would agree. You've got to really watch yourself on the sugary stuff. Um, but you know, for me, it's really important. I try to keep myself as fit as I can. And, you know, some of the positions I get in, it's, I've just done a, did a movie with Paramount called, um, apartment seven, a, and it's like a, it's a prequel to Rosemary's baby. I think it's called, uh, you know, an old classic. And, uh, there's a couple of positions, there's a couple of shots where, you know, Julia Garner's in this from Ozark and Diane, uh, is it Diane Weiss? Yeah. Diane Weiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a doorway. This so she's coming through the door. The chain's going across her face, yeah. and like the camera's in here, and there's a sliver just there. And I remember got someone the operator going, "Where are you going?" I'm going right through that little hole. You'll never fit. <laughs> you try shooting a camera like this, man. It's not easy. Do you know what? Thank God for flip screens. That's all I can say. This. <laughs> <laughs> You you can do this to start I go in. I'm gonna distract her. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> it's all kind of going on. That's hilarious. When I think you do, I think about it too. You kind of have to train a little bit like an athlete because you know you're gonna have long days and standing on your feet and getting those awkward shots and all that. So I think about that too, is like it's gonna be a 12 hour day. I need to have some energy here. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just stay away from the sugar. 
That's right. Try to. Okay, you mentioned, you mentioned classic movies, so a question just came up in my head. Is there a classic movie that you wish you'd have been on set to do your job Ooh. on? Is there something you can think of that's like, oh man, I wish I'd have been a part of that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know so many movies. I'm a bit of a John Wayne fan. Yeah. I'm trying my age now. There's a movie called The Quiet Guy. Mm-hmm. Quiet Guy, Quiet Man. Quiet Man? Quiet Man. He's a boxer yeah. in yeah. Ireland. And um, so if you want to go classic, then absolutely that. Just some, But there's also a movie, an American movie called The Last Starfighter. And no one will know this movie. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Robert, Robert Preston. High five. Boom, boom. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. Yes. Right. I'm a sci-fi freak. So um, watching that movie as a kid just blew my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like aliens coming to Earth to find the best person possible to defend the, you know, the galaxy. I was like, you know, I mean, that kind of thing for me would have been like just saying amazing, you know, you know, because it's easy for me to say Bond. I love to shoot Bond. Who wouldn't love to shoot Bond? But that for me was like a real, you know, anything Star Wars really. But no, Last Starfighter (laughs) always holds my mind. It really does. And I'm like you, not many people know that movie, but it's one of my favorites. Oh, gosh. My word. You guys are kindred spirits. Yeah, Robert Preston. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, that's crazy. Okay, so you mentioned scuba, and they, and you've worked that into your photography stuff. So, as a underwater specialist, how different is that than your above water stuff, your land stuff? It is. It's just so different. First of all, yeah. you're actually in water with electrics. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, of course, that's well looked after. But there is that mindset. You know, you're 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 actually willing yourself to fall into the water with electrics. You know, you get past that, but very very different. So I've died for a long time, and um, I thought, how do I make myself more employable? You know, because if people don't know about you, or if you're limited in what you can offer, especially let's imagine a producer comes to you and says, okay, we want you to shoot this movie, but you can only shoot these elements. I want I want to I want to own the entire movie. I yeah. need that to be my credit in its entirety so I can move forward. So, okay, I've been diving for 20 years. What do I need to dive at Pinewood or Leaveston? Or, okay, I need the HSC scuba certification. Mm-hmm. So off I went, did a two-week intense course, got that. And then what you learn very quickly is that obviously you've got things like refraction when you're dealing with underwater photography, things like bend and warp and cut. You know, light comes in a different kind of way, it can bounce everywhere. But also more importantly, stupid little things like if I'm floating mid-water, and I've got the camera behind me or below me, I've got to think about where my bubble is going to go. I've got to think about where my fin tip comes in. I've got to think about, okay, hopefully the actor hasn't got a mask in. So eye lines, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, We ain't going to worry about eye lines, baby. It's all good. But obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, float- you're floating in a pool or the ocean. But if you're in a pool, even in a pool, there's a current because it's being cleaned. Yeah. So you do this. But those little movements, so, you know, learning the arts, finning backwards, using your fins, but maintaining contact with the camera. You know, you as you breathe in, when you scuba, you begin to lift. When you breathe out, you begin to get, you know, that's how you adjust your buoyancy. So suddenly you've got to be really mindful about that. Because if, I've breathe, if I'm breathing in to come up, I'm just going to lift and pop, breathe in. But then I can't go too high because I've got the assistant above me with the power cable going here, here, and here. So you, you've got to watch everything. So even though you're looking this way with a mask on, you've got yeah. a camera here to your face. You've got to be mindful of what else is going around you. And you can't right. talk. I think that's a blessing for most of the film crew when I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, good, we're doing an underwater shot. We don't like, have to hear Gary. This is the only place I could do this job. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, if I could specialize, if I could specialize only in that, I would, but there's just not enough of it. Yeah. I've worked yeah. with I've worked with two of the best um underwater camera operators in the UK. And I was supposed to, I was, I was ready to go on to Bond 25 to do oh, the really? scene where the CIA agent, do you remember the boat goes down and Craig's in there with the agent and the, the agent passes away? Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be doing that, but unfortunately, just due to unforeseen circumstances, the week before, I think it just got canned, oh, uh, wow. me being there, which was gutting because I'd love to have work, worked with Craig as mm-hmm. the Bond. Because yeah. for me, I think he's been phenomenal in this er- this era of Bond. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so what are some actors that are like on your bucket list that you've seen their stuff and you'd love to work with them? God, Emily Blunt. Mm, I just yeah. think she's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, God, so much. Just worked with just worked with Tom Hiddleston. He's electric. Samuel J. I worked with him this year. Been very lucky. What a character he is, man. <laughs> <laughs> he seems man. like a part, he seems like he'd be a party. 
Oh man, if you can't handle the heat, don't be in the kitchen, baby. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I, I've got to share this because it's hilarious. Um, and but I won't swear what he said to me, and it's done with fun. Wait, Samuel L. Jackson sweared? I can't believe that. No, no, never. No, no, no. Yeah, but he's he's that you know he's that he's that kind of guy, man. He's the only dude that I know at seventy can pull off a pink track tracksuit and a baseball cap. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I remember we, we were into and does it so well, annoyingly. You know, if I wore that, I'd look completely stupid. Um, <laughs> but with, with Sam, he's great fun, but also there is always a seriousness to any joke, and he and he's a small little little bite because he's been in the business a long time and he knows what he's talking about, and you have to really respect and honor that. And there was one particular day where. I was getting arty, you'll be ready for this, right? The light was coming through the window. It was kissing his skin. I just went, oh, I thought, I've got to get this shot. And there's this moment going, do I, don't I, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? I do. So I walked up Sam, this, this just looks great. I've got to get this shot. And he looked at me and went, it's called motion stills, not motion picture. I'm oh, sorry, it's called motion picture, not motion stills. Yeah. And he smiled and winked at me and went, come on, baby. And he went, come on. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, he, he was, you know, That's... I forgot what he was front, but no, there was that moment. Do you know, he said like the word "mother." Mm -mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my god! Then he went, "Come on!" I was like, "Oh." <laughs> He's the type no, of person he that can use those words like a Shakespeare. You know, it yeah. just sounds oh, like Shakespeare. You know, you hit a nail on the head because you know he he is just a power. He's just a powerful force of nature, isn't he? Daniel Craig would definitely be someone that I'd love to work with, mm. and I, I was really hoping I'd tick that box. The church just wasn't meant to be, but yeah. there's so many, there's so many wonderful actors out there, you know, who who really do appreciate the importance of photography. Yeah. Um. Some talents, you know, obviously have a problem with it, and I do understand that in some respect. But it's almost like asking a professional, a, a, a professional sportsman, asking the entire crowd to leave when he catches a ball. Mm. You can't do that. The part of part of the job is this, and um, I can understand that we all have bad days because we do. And uh, you just, as a photographer, have to learn how to navigate that. If you walk on set and it's an emotional set or there's a little bit of bare skin, mm -hmm. you know, think about it. Is, is this is this image, you've got the publicist saying, we need something like this. And you go, oh, man, but she's this particular actor or him, there's nudity. You know, do I want to be pushing in, in, in the way on that set? Yeah. Is there something that there's a particular, in the last Paramount job, there was a moment with Julia and there's a little bit of skin. And of course, they have um, oh, what they call them now. What they call them now? Nudity kind of uh, PAs, not PAs, but not even directors, but manage that for the actor. Mm -hmm. So they haven't got to think about it. And um, you look at the scene, and think I can't, I need it, but I can't. So how do we do that? We think around it, so we can shoot something, but we can structure it so nothing is too revealing. Mm -hmm. And that's where the relationship stuff comes in. You know, you sit with these, you sit with these people who 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 have that power with the actor. Yeah. You negotiate it. So look, I'm not here to upset anybody. But we would love to get something. Perhaps we can tweak what's going on the set a little bit more, but just for the stills camera. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Negotiations. So do you ever relax? And what do you what? How do you relax? <laughs> do you take well, your job I, home with you? Do you think a lot at night? Uh, I a lot of my friends will say I'm nuts. I don't actually play a lot of attention to the call sheet. And the reason, well, when I say to the call sheet, I mean coming up to the next day. Mm -hmm. I always take everything above and beyond, unless we're on a very tricky location. I always take everything with me because then I'm ready for everything. Mm -hmm. So if I were, for instance, the reason why I do that is if I were to read the call sheet and there was, I will read it in respect of location, time and the general scenes. I don't want to know the intricate nature of each scene. Always when I get there or before I get there, I start thinking about what I'm going to shoot. How am I going to shoot it? damn, I'm not going to be at, what's, what's the point of me coming in tomorrow? Mm -hmm. It's because this, this and this, but that's not the attitude to have. So I'd rather come in knowing that I've got to be at a certain place, certain time. That stops me then for taking it to home too much with me. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm always super up, I'm always super up early when I'm working and I'll always be to set at stupid o'clock and I'll perhaps, let's say call is eight o'clock. I know that the cameras aren't going to roll till 9.30. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to be in till then, but I want to be at 7.30 because I can sit with a cup of coffee. Yeah digest it okay yeah. this is what's about to hit me yeah, yeah, <laughs> when cool. it so, sounds like you want to be in the moment like you want to capture those things in the moment and not be thinking three hours from now i'm gonna get this mm -hmm. shot you know yeah yeah exactly yeah i think it's, i'm an overthinker absolutely yeah. by trade you know my, my golf swing we went to a golf for my brother my little boy this afternoon you, if i step up and hit the ball 
perfect. If I step up, stop, think, gone. Yeah, yeah. Too, too gone. So in Not between good. your jobs, do you do anything yeah. fun? Well, yeah, I mean, I used to do lots of lots of water sports, so kite surfing, foiling, that kind of stuff. But okay. I've just realized with age that I'm now very fair weather. And in England, <laughs> you know, the days of kite surfing, you know, through snow and stuff like that, or even diving, you know, with dry suits yeah. on, you know, that sort of stuff now. So for me, it's more about spending time with my son, my partner. But yeah. also, um, I've just had a midlife crisis and gone and bought a motorbike. So, um, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I need to feel free. You know, when I'm home. Your hair can blow in the wind. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It can blow somewhere. I've got hair on my chest. <laughs> yeah. They do make helmets now that have like a fake hair on them. You know, oh, you oh, really? They yeah. do. You can they have do. a fake mullet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so a little bit of golf, maybe lots of fitness. I love, I love to swim. I'm a very good swimmer. And that's great also for the diving side. Um, cinema when there's a good movie out i enjoy that as well so yeah. i love to dance i'm a bit of a dancer i like to have okay. a bit of movie okay so i get a chance to let rip <laughs> well and that's good because we've talked about how sh- uh, you can have a stressful job you've got to balance that with being able to mm-hmm. let that go and relax so i think that's important too that's as important that helps you do your job even better when you mm-hmm. can relax yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and it's also you know you can't have about start another job in three weeks with Paramount and you, 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 there's always that every four months I have to make a new set of friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's quite stressful, you know, and not, not stressful isn't like it makes me worry because I know I'll be fine, but you know, it takes a lot of energy, mm. but when you know, you're going to go back to work. So on the next job, I've got three or four guys, camera ops that I've worked with before. Suddenly it's like whoosh, chill. And then you yeah. know that um, a few of the actors are really cool actors to be with. That makes life even better. I mean, like me and Tom Hiddleston on the last series, the last uh, on the last job, season two, there was one final moment on the last day of shooting, and Tom can dance, man. Have you seen him dance? <laughs> oh, I've seen some TikTok stuff. He's really good. Man's got skills. And he comes to set with this this little music speaker, and he's playing music. It's Latino music, and I love to have a bit. When I thought, John, man, let it go, just let it drop. And there's me and Tom <laughs> doing a little bit of this. It was fantastic. And I got he, he burnt me to the floor, and I've got good moves, but he he's got years on me. He's got younger years. we need some we need some video of you and tom dancing is what we need (laughs) well i'm hoping my my epk man might have got some of that because it was quite hilarious (laughs) that's awesome hey we have enjoyed this conversation so much i've learned a lot probably he knew a lot and i learned a lot and so thank you so much for (laughs) taking time and it's just so cool to see like how we all even kind of have some commonalities in our different jobs and and stuff like that but then also just your job is so fascinating and we just thank you so much for taking time to talk to us in texas about what you do and you're amazing well no thank you guys for asking and the biggest truth is and and this is the thing isn't it like as we progress through our lives um a lot of people can find a bit of ego can't they Mm -hmm. but i'm always mindful of the facts it's at the end of the day we're just it sounds cheesy again but we're all just people Mm -hmm. and i think the most successful people are the people who who know how to be firm but fair but also lots of kindness it's all about people it's all about people people yeah. say it's about the art no no it's about the people because if it's about the people you'll get the art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's, a <laughs> that's true that's your three-point sermon today right there thank you <laughs> Gareth, we appreciate it man we thank you so oh, much thank you. Lovely to meet you both. yes thank you. we will direct people to your website so they can see all your amazing work and you've been such a joy no you too well you take care of yourselves thanks so much okay yes. take care thank you so much bye-bye Rebecca, I think I have a new career now. Looks, I am ready to do this. I am locked and loaded, as he said. Babe, you might yeah. want to take off the cap. Oh, yeah. Might That's help. Step one. Step one. <laughs> Gareth did not mention taking off the hat. Let's see if I can you, do that. That's what he should do. He should move into classes. Oh, yeah. I can't see things now. <laughs> what do you think about that? If you're listening, I'm holding Alex's very expensive camera mm-hmm. now which I'm afraid I'm going to break. Yeah, you should put it down. Yeah, I'm going to put this down there. Um, what do you think about, don't you think you should do classes on this? How would you do classes on this? Well, I think there's a lot of online stuff, like there's master classes. I that... class with him. He's <laughs> so fun. Nobody could be that fun. Yeah, he went from class clown in college and it's paid off because he's the fun guy on set that everybody wants around. Plus yeah. he's great at his job. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps that you can, like we talked about, being that people person and being kind is yeah. the secret. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I was nominated for a class comedian in high school. Oh, were you? Yeah, so him and I basically basically we have so much in common oh yeah what school is this 
Henry County High School. Okay, Henry Henry who won though? <laughs> Not me. A girl named Tweety. <laughs> well, you knew she was going to win. I mean, come on. Sorry, babe. I didn't have a fun name, so I wasn't. Was I wasn't up for anything in high school. You were. You were. Uh, we should play some sad music here. I'll put a. I'll put a slow, sad violin here. Uh, I just love. I think I love talking to him because i also love digging a little deeper onto like why do you think you're so good at this and just that right. whole conversation about like how you have to be kind to people and you have to be um personable and be able to be approachable and right. be able to take criticisms and just all the things that go with a job where you are dealing with the public that's what it is yeah. it's any job you're dealing with the public you have to learn a different skill set than when you're not dealing with the public when I think the key word you said there was approachable, mm -hmm. and I think that can go for any job is, especially if you're the boss, is if people don't feel like they can approach you with a problem or an issue, then you have an issue because right. things aren't going to work right mm -hmm. because they're afraid to talk to you. Yeah, that's right. Or if you're the grumpy graphics guy, <laughs> like people just don't want to mess with you. You haven't like, got oh, there yet. I don't know. Not consistently. <laughs> <laughs> but no i pride myself on like let's stay calm let's work together we're all working together to get this done yeah so if i'm the person sitting in the corner that no one wants to deal with then i'm the weak link yeah. and i yeah. shouldn't be there right so i but think that's for any job you're usually the comedian on the headset i try to be i try to keep, keep it, it light, light. Yeah. yeah keep it light especially the more stressful but it's kind of like garrett said he's got to know when to joke and when mm -hmm. to not you can tell You've got to read the room to know, okay, that, mate, this isn't just, time to joke. That comes with maturity too. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I probably didn't know a lot about that and maybe still don't. I've <laughs> <laughs> like that appropriately placedness. Also, I can never be that quiet on a set. You know, I can't whisper. <laughs> you tell true. me every Sunday in church, I can't whisper. <laughs> okay, Rebecca, it's time for a photo shoot now. Okay, so I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm voguing right okay. now. We'll keep this going. So we need to sign off now. All right. Party party five and a half over and out. We'll see you next time.